With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I'll go by the name of Quahad, singer, songwriter, producer. You can follow me at QVHVD. Make sure you follow my label as well at the Westwood Collective. Shout out to Bachelor. Shout out to the EAB BBC as well. Shout out to my DJ at DJ Gucci Money. It's time to lock in. It's time to lock into something different. We got the fashion. We got the art. We got the music. Pay attention. Do your homework. This is WWE superstar Drew McIntyre. And you're listening to the WWE Podcast. The one that everybody wants, me. This is my You're gonna acknowledge me. Welcome to the WWE Podcast, everybody. I hope you're doing well. It is Monday. It's actually a Monday. It is January 15th, 2024. It is a bit late here on the podcast to talk about the week in WWE as well. The week is now new, but I want to catch up with you because I just got in from a very long, uh, fun, but exhausting 
uh, trip that I took over the last uh, several days. And uh, if you follow me on Patreon, you know, I let you know I, I was in Cancun actually with uh, with um, a friend and we spent three nights there. But uh, getting there and getting back were uh, hell. I had a connection in Detroit. Not that anyone really cares about my travel woes, but I just want to let you know because I need somebody to vent to is um, that Detroit airport is the eighth, maybe ninth level of hell. Between just, I mean, obviously it's crowded, but the flights, I mean, every flight I had, every flight, every, all four of them, because I had two connections going two ways, it was just delayed. In fact, um, on the way there, it was delayed, uh, let's see, a total of like five hours, six hours, I think. I think that's what the total was. And then, then you get to Cancun and you got to go through immigration but they offload you onto a bus to drive you to immigration. And then you sit on the bus for another 20 minutes. And then you unload into this area where it's just a complete total, you know, what show. And there's no direction. You have to go through immigration, but no one's directing you. So there's literally a thousand people trying to get through. And then there's nearly fights breaking out and it's a mess. And then I finally get to the resort after, I mean, being late about five, six hours and uh, <laughs> exhausted. And I reach into my bag. And I reach in pretty quickly because I want to get, I don't know, I was looking for deodorant or something. And I reach in quick and I i feel this searing pain. And I'm like, oh my God. And I look down and I had sliced my finger on my razor, my shaver, in the bag. I mean, it like took the tip of my finger off. So now I'm bleeding profusely after a day of you know, 14 hours of travel. And uh, so I'm standing, I'm just like, this ain't, this is a joke, right? This has to be a joke. So anyway, I, I don't mean to you know, com- really put my woes or, or anything like that on you guys, but uh, I just wanted to start off by uh, let, letting you guys know. And then obviously the way back was no better. I mean, it was just a disaster coming back through Detroit. Four hour layover in Detroit, except Cancun to Detroit was delayed by four hours. So we had like a half hour by the time we got there to get to our connection. I just a total mess in Cancun airport. Let me just say one more thing and I, then I'll stop. I promise we'll talk wrestling because no, you know, I know you guys aren't here to talk about here about my travel woes. Um, and so Cancun airport, if anyone's been there lately, I don't know how, and this is kind of throughout Cancun too. the cell service in Cancun, especially at the airport horrific the wi-fi doesn't work even if you think you have the most updated phone t-mobile you know the iphone 15 pro whatever uh good luck good luck making calls and texts even if you pay for data it doesn't work it's a disaster uh so i'm not encouraging discouraging anyone to go but i would say make your flight direct and i will say expect to not have service in the airport and on top of that our shuttle didn't show up to pick us up for the airport i mean it was it's just Anyway, it was still a lot of fun. I'll leave it at that. It was a lot of fun. I'll stop there. We're going to talk wrestling right now because it's been a long time, guys. It's been a long time since we have talked wrestling because I feel like I have been out for two weeks and it's only been a few days. This is going to be an abbreviated version of the show. Tomorrow, I'm bringing on Anthony DeMarco. Tonight would have been our current state of WWE, but I'm pushing that back to tomorrow where we will talk about Raw and then you know, hopefully get things rolling back on a normal schedule. 
starting on, well, really tomorrow and then Wednesday, we're back in the saddle. So uh, I also couldn't really publish things on time, by the way, either. I was half inebriated trying to post things on my show <laughs> um, in the hotel room. I was at a pool party half the day uh, and, and in no state to uh, you know, do much. But at the same time, the Wi-Fi in the hotel at a five-star resort didn't connect to my brand new MacBook Pro. Figure that out. So I had to try to tether it to my phone and then tether it to or, or use my phone as a hotspot. But I had to put my phone in a certain place and then pay for the data. It was a disaster. So that's why I didn't and wasn't able to get things out. I squeezed a couple shows out. I know while I was gone. But that's also another thing at the resort. A great, awesome resort. I mean, everything else was great. But the Wi-Fi on my laptop was just. So for whatever reason, uh, God knows. But um, that said. I want to get to to talk wrestling here, guys, and I really do appreciate you sticking with me here throughout these uh, kind of weird last week or so. I know it's been a little weird of a schedule, but normally we are pretty much on time all the time every single week, and I'm thankful for all the new patrons. Thank you so much for joining us on the WWE Podcast. If you haven't joined us on Patreon, what are you waiting for? We got an ad-free experience right now. You don't have to listen to anything as far as ads go. No ads. Gone. Poof. Like magic. They're gone. Apple Podcasts also offers that, uh, as well as WWEpodcast.com. You can also become a supporter on Patreon if you use the Spreaker app and uh, support us there as well. We will publish the After Dark show, which is exclusive to members only on Patreon, on uh, Apple Podcast subscribers, and on, of course, the um, subscriber feed of, uh, of Spreaker. So, all righty. Well, uh, I am a bit discombobulated in, in SmackDown. I, I was able to watch most of it. I had to read the rest of it uh, just because it's, you know, getting home from a trip is insane. Laundry, kids, I mean, you don't have time to breathe. So that said, um, I, you know, I, I'm looking forward to the Rumble, okay? Because there are, are a lot of things going on as we head to the Rumble that are extremely uncertain that you think are locked in that may not be, Okay. And I'm, as I normally do every week, I'm not going to do it this week because of the time constraints I have, but I won't be going through every segment like I normally do. I'll just be kind of giving you my high-level, big-ticket item uh, uh, thoughts. So, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. First on SmackDown, the bloodline that couldn't find a partner makes total sense. I loved that. I love Nick Aldis, who is actually a very appropriately uh, named James Bond wannabe. I mean, or whatever, um, however Paul Heyman phrased him. It's exactly what he looks like. He looks like James Bond. 
but it's perfect. And I don't care. That does, that's not a slight on him. I think, I think Nick Aldis is, is the model general manager. He doesn't fold under pressure. He doesn't back down to heels. He is just there and he, you know, he lays down the law. He doesn't get over emotional where Adam Pierce sometimes does. And Adam Pierce has improved a lot. So this isn't anything against Adam Pierce, but Nick Aldis just kind of came out of nowhere and has fit this role absolutely to perfection. And the bloodline weren't able to find a partner, so they tried to take out Randy Orton late earlier in the night with Samoan Spike. Uh, he came out through, I'd say about halfway through the match. He ends up tagging in right away. And uh, of course, well, not of course, uh, I guess it's surprising in the fact that the bloodline loses clean, but only when Roman Reigns isn't there does it not really become surprising, I guess. So they lose. And then what I guess is more surprising is that not only did Jimmy, who always takes the pinfall, it seems, get uh, RKO'd, but Solo, who very, very rarely ends up being the one laying on his back at the end of a match, not even to take the pinfall, but just to take after match damage. And it was pretty interesting to see him get RKO'd and then put through a table by Knight, AJ Styles, and Orton. And it was a very nice, uh, a very nice segment, one that, again, you don't see Solo laying out at the end of the show almost ever. So that was a very interesting turn of events there. So I liked it. And I also enjoyed how at the beginning of the show, when Roman Reigns was announced to be a part of the match, that Paul Heyman said that, you know, well, Roman's not here. And, you know, it's interesting. It was just kind of like more of a reminder he's not here. And Nick Aldis saying, oh, well, I guess if he's not here, you guys got to find a partner or it's going to be a handicap match. That is yeah, it is continuing to be a sore spot with fans. It's continuing to be something that WWE isn't really now hiding from. Uh, and, and I think that it's really the biggest slight against his whole run is his absences, which I've gone over chapter and verse on this show for the last 18 months. I don't need to dive into that. But the fact remains that he's not here. He's not here every week. It's Rumble season. WrestleMania is now upon us in terms of the season of WrestleMania. And yet Roman, just uh, his schedule that he's negotiated is uh, just allowing him to stay home three out of four weeks of the year, of the month. And good for him, but it's frustrating for fans. So, all right. The final testament. All right, the final testament. I like this. I like this group. I like them even more than I liked them last week. Cutting a promo after the Street Profits were in the ring calling them out. Carrying Cross, whatever look he has, whatever look he did this week on camera was perfect. He, I mean, he's always done very interesting backstage segments, effective ones, even when he was not this version of himself. I thought he was more effective than a lot of people did. But I think that this version that we have now is the best version I've seen of him. And they bringing in Paul Ellering, introducing Akam and uh, it's not Razor. Or they said Razar, so that that was a, a little bit more of a, I guess, accentuated pronunciation of Razor. Uh, instead of they used to call them, well, not not used to, but it was uh, Akam and Razar. Now it's Razar. So I don't know. A little bit of a thing I noticed. That said. I think that this is a very good matchup for for a teaming of these four individuals. 
Karen Cross, obviously the leader. The name of the group, the new, uh, the Final Testament, is great. Paul Ellering, great. Uh, Akam and Rezar are perfect heavies for the group. That'll do most of the damage. Paul Ellering is the more managerial type, the more you know, run the mouth, but also Karen Cross can run his mouth, and he's the leader of the group. So he will sacrifice everyone and everything in his group before anyone gets his hands on him, and that's perfect. Uh, I don't think the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley are going to survive this, especially given that this is a group that's been introduced for the first time. And there's just almost no chance that the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley win this. The only way they'd win it is if it's a series of matchups in which the Final Testament end up winning the whole thing. And that's what should happen. That's what should happen here. Now, I would think that the next step for this group after they go through the Street Profits is the LWO. You know, and I know the LWO has their own issues right now with Santos Escobar's group, which, I mean, there's so many heel groups running around. It's mind-boggling and sometimes tough to keep track of. But there's Santos's group who's feuding with the LWO, but I would imagine once they move on, then the, the Final Testament will move into the LWO. It's, it's possible anyway. Now, you can also have them not feud with just babyface groups because there's not a whole lot of them, but you could have them face individuals or a couple of individuals that they end up attacking, and then those two individuals find a common enemy and end up trying to take out the Final Testament. So, like for example, if Kevin Owens ends up beating uh, Logan Paul for the United States Championship and all of a sudden you've got Karrion Cross targeting the U.S. title, you could do it that way. I mean, again, it doesn't need to be group versus group. You know, that's not how it's going to work and hasn't worked with the bloodline. I mean, almost every group. But if I was to think of a group, it would be the LWO at this moment. So, but uh, beyond that, beyond the Final Testament, who, again, great backstage promo, enjoyed the uh, reactions from Bobby and the Street Profits in the ring. Uh, beyond that, it's Kevin Owens who invited Logan Paul onto the Kevin Owens show next week to work out their p pending litigation issues because earlier in the night, Logan Paul said he might end up uh, suing uh, uh, suing Kevin Owens for using his cast to knock him out, uh, which is which is really funny, given the fact that doesn't uh, doesn't Logan Paul actually have a an iron rod in his hand or something? Uh, isn't he actually? I'm pretty sure. Didn't he break his wrist? So Logan Paul, if that's true, has something that's permanently a part of him. Well, Kevin Owens has something that's temporarily. And, you know, Kevin Owens is only allowed to fight for the U.S. title against Logan Paul if he doesn't wear the brace that is keeping his broken hand together. It's a great heel move. Logan Paul is really starting to settle into his character. He feels more comfortable on the mic than ever. At commentary, he's still not the best, but that, that improves over time. And he continues to just deliver time after time after time in the ring. So I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this match. Uh, predictions will be coming, what is it, next uh, next week? January 27th is the Rumble. We got uh, 12 days. So, yeah, late next week we'll get our uh, official preview and prediction show for the Royal Rumble. So it's next weekend already, guys. Next, not this coming. So 12 days, but it's coming quick. All right. 
So, uh, again, I'm looking forward to that. Logan Paul and uh, Kevin Owens. And let's see what else here. We got, oh, Bailey versus, I got a comment on this. Bailey versus Bianca Belair. And I will say this matchup started very weird, kind of clunky. And um, it got better as it went on. It went on, it dragged at times. It was a much longer match than I think anyone thought it was going to be. And that's not not a complaint necessarily. But the first third of the match, I was thinking, not that they were botch after botch. It was just, it didn't feel like there was a need for this match. I know that Bianca was targeting Bailey, and that's what her mission statement was upon her return. But it didn't feel like there was any real beef between them. So I wasn't super emotionally invested in this. As I'd imagine, most people weren't, and it didn't sound like it from the sounds of things uh, in person. But the crowd brought was brought into it as the match went on, and eventually it was, as expected, Bailey losing to Bianca Belair with the KOD. The uh, match ended up being very solid. You know, as I was, uh, you know, coming to an end with the match, and I was, you know, watched it conclude. I ended up thinking, you know, that was actually better than I expected. One that I cared about more at the end than I thought I was going to. But, um, you know, the end was weird only because just like Dakota Kai um, said, she, the referee was looking right at all the group. What do they want them to do when Bianca was thrown out of the ring? You can't attack her. It would be a DQ. So that was kind of weird. Uh, Bailey suddenly just forgets the rules. I don't know. But then somehow we're supposed to be... I, I, don't, I don't know what this is. It just continues the narrative of Bailey and, and uh, tension with the whole group, which I think is going to come to a head at uh, Royal Rumble. I think we're finally going to see Splitsville. That's a, That might be a little soon for some people. But I know, hey, I've been calling for this group to split for a year. So, I mean, it's it's coming. And credit to Bailey and and uh, Bianca Belair. I mean, they brought people into a match that, while they're two big stars, there wasn't a whole lot of anticipation for this match, a whole lot of build, really. And uh, you know, they they did a nice job. I mean, I could say that the selling of the punches was a little bit, eh. and what I mean by that is Bianca Belair was in the corner. And she hit Bailey with 10 punches and then Bailey literally no sold it and then immediately hit an offensive move. And it's like, how do you no sell 10 punches? So, but other than that, and you guys know I have to say something critical. I'm not that nice of a guy, but credits to both women. Really? I enjoyed the match more than I thought I was gonna and damage control. Oh, by the way, one funny thing. Did anyone else see? Uh, what is it? EO Sky gets slighted with the hand slap at the, at the entrance. If you didn't go watch it, I think EO Sky thought Bailey was looking for a high five, and she got left hanging on national television. That's embarrassing. Bailey didn't obviously see it or know that EO Sky had done that. But when you go back and watch the entrance of Damage Control on SmackDown, EO Sky was clearly left hanging, and we all know that feeling. Whether it was from grade school, high school, or even you know, after that, there's nothing more embarrassing than going for a high five and the other person doesn't reciprocate. It's one of the worst feelings as a human being. It's just horrific, right? And so EOS guy got to experience that firsthand on national television with the world watching. But 
hey, it obviously wasn't on purpose for, with Bailey, I wouldn't think. But still funny. So, all right. Uh, let's see. Now, Jinder Mahal, I know I'm bouncing to Raw a little bit, but uh, I got to touch on this before I close out the show. Jinder Mahal versus Seth Rollins is taking place tonight on Raw for the world title. I have no issue with this at all. I know people are up in arms. I really don't have a problem with it. Jinder did kind of walk on the scene and get an opportunity, but that's what Seth's motto has been this entire time is tweet at me. Like literally just send a tweet or send a message on X, however you want to phrase it today, and I'll give you a world title shot. That's about it. That's been the pre-qualification to earn a title match with Seth Rollins, and uh, now Jinder's getting an opportunity, and I have no issue with that whatsoever. Is there any chance that the modern-day Maharaja ends up winning? I'd say less than 1%, but not zero. The odds of Jinder Mahal being world champion going into Royal Rumble, it just is, it almost, almost is impossible, but not totally impossible. Um, but I mean, let's be honest, virtually impossible, but it's going to again, continue to put Jinder in the minds of fans. And after the segment with the rock, after this, this match with Seth, he continues to be not just a one-off. He continues to be in the minds of fans and trending on Twitter. You know, he trended on Twitter. Now, it wasn't because of his excellence in WWE necessarily, but rather because of AEW's Tony Khan calling him out. And then, you know, Jinder Mahal saying, who TF is Hook, which is pretty funny. So, you know, but other than that, Jinder Mahal has been more relevant now than he has been in the last, like, what, seven years? So even just a little bit of exposure, even if you're on the other end of an ass kicking, it can really help you. This is called winning and losing, my friends. This is a perfect example of it. You go from totally relevant, nobody, like literally no one is thinking about Jinder Mahal other than maybe a couple of our listeners, you know who you are. And then all of a sudden, bam, he's trending on Twitter. It's the power of TV, my friends. The power of being in there with a superstar, even if you are on the receiving end of a beatdown. So I have no issue with this. I expect a fairly good match too. Maybe 15, 20 minutes if they want to give Jinder that much. And you could have that that cash-in with Damien is looming. That loom that looming cash-in is 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 one that is such a wild card. So all right, let's see what other maybe one other thing I want to touch on. Um Cody Rhodes and Shinsuke is now done. Cody, and, and by the time you listen to this, you already know whatever he was going to say. He he has said uh, he is now done with Shinsuke Nakamura. I would imagine his next statement is declaratively to forward himself to the Rumble and win the Rumble and finish the story he started last year. Um, if he doesn't use finish the story in his promo tonight, I will stop. I, I will probably I will shut down the podcast. There's just no way he didn't. Because that's been his whole motto the whole time. Which, by the way, is it doesn't even make sense. You don't you don't finish the story when you become champion. The only way you, that would be true is if he just leaves the company and stops wrestling. Like he he hangs up his boots. He retires. He wins the belt and then retires. Then okay, yeah, you could say oh, that that was the end of your story. But no, you you're you're beginning a new one, or you're continuing it rather. So, uh, but. 
Shinsuke should be in the rearview mirror. Cody Rhodes is going to continue to be on the warpath to, in my mind, a favorite, even above CM Punk, uh, to win the Royal Rumble. And there's a lot of people that believe he should. So that'll be interesting. Um, Now, we also have been getting news while I was away in Cancun that the Rock and Roman Reigns is not scheduled to be at the Elimination Chamber and that, in fact, the Rock's not even going to be at the Elimination Chamber. That's interesting and has probably angered so many Cody fans because that was your ticket to, well, you got Rock and Roman out of the way, now Cody and Roman is at WrestleMania. I... Uh, still don't think that The Rock is not going to be there altogether, but th- this is just continuing the trend of big reports, big this coming out. Rock's going to be at the Elimination Chamber. You know that it's confirmed, and then like literally a day later, you you see the complete opposite. It's it's been this way. See, I mean Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks is another recent example. How many times do you say, "Oh, he's in, she's in talks," and then? Mercedes Monet puts up an Instagram story that teases fans like three pictures of it. And then two seconds later, oh, well, no, nope, uh, talks fell through. She's talking to AEW. How many times do we see things like this? Why? Why is that? Why is this happening so frequently? I don't know. I, sometimes I think it's by design. You know, just to get people trending and you wonder who the original leaker is. Sometimes I think it's people in WWE. I swear. But um, that said, The Rock apparently, though, is not going to even be in Perth, Australia for the Elimination Chamber. And many of you have said that they, you know, that, uh, well, this this isn't a B, a B pay-per-view. Yes, it is. I don't care if there's 60,000 people there. By definition, this is a B pay-per-view. You, you think it's an A pay-per-view? You think it's on the level of WrestleMania? Explain that to me exactly. The Elimination Chamber, it began in what, 2003 with the World Heavyweight Championship? I think Goldberg won that match, I think, or Triple H did, I can't remember. So this this whole pay-per-view concept of the Elimination Chamber is what, 20 years old, roughly? WrestleMania is 40 years old, if you want to just look at length of time. There are no WrestleMania, there's no... Elimination Chamber moments. Somebody give me a an Elimination Chamber moment. Can you name one? I, I mean, I can't. Off, the, I mean, outside of you know, I think Goldberg spearing Triple H through the plexiglass that we were told is bulletproof in the first one. Uh, I think Shawn Michaels winning the world title upon his return in two thousand two was also another one. Um. And I'm sure there's others, you know, I, 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 I've, I remember moments and flashes of those matches, but there are WrestleMania moments and then there's other moments from other pay-per-views, but WrestleMania holds its own place. The brand value of any other pay-per-view when it goes up against WrestleMania, it just doesn't compare. SummerSlam is the closest, obviously they're trying to make that the WrestleMania of the summer and they've done a, a lot of nice strides towards that, but you'll never actually reach it. Never, you will never, no matter what you do, try to, whatever you do to try to put a pay-per-view on equal footing with WrestleMania, it's never going to happen. So yes, 
by definition, especially the ones that aren't the big four pay-per-views, PLEs, are B pay-per-views. They just are. You may not want to put on a B show, but it is going to be, by definition, in the minds of fans, a B PLE. It just is. Okay? So, I wanted to put that out there because I know I've had a lot of people... Uh, some people reach even even some prominent YouTubers who, uh, you know, I've, I've spoken with and they they don't agree with me. But, hey, I mean, I, I think we know who's right and who's wrong here. I mean, you can ask my wife. I don't think she's ever said I'm wrong ever. You know, I mean, she those words haven't even come out of her mouth or even maybe crossed her crossed her mind. So. <laughs> all right. Well, I. I I think I'm going to stop it there. I'm going to get myself in trouble. Um, now, I know there's a lot going on this week in WWE, okay? We've got the World Heavyweight Championship match. We've got Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus R-Truth and The Miz in a non-title match. So, Awesome Truth is back. Uh, you know, R-Truth continues to be a national treasure and will get, I think, continuing to get big pop after big pop. And you know what's going to be fun? is if R-Truth is in the Royal Rumble. If R-Truth is in the Royal Rumble and he comes down to, like, the Final Five... Can you imagine the support for R-Truth? I don't know if it'll happen because I would venture to guess R-Truth would be a favorite fan favorite even over Cody because he's got that kind of love from the fans, even that Cody doesn't. It's more, I hate to be kind of like, I don't know how else to put it. It's more organic. It's more It's more real. It's based. It's based more in just a, a love that is there for truth that just isn't there for Cody when it comes down to it, it's more pure, but that's just my speculation. I don't know if WWE wants to put themselves in that spot of putting our truth in the same ring as Cody in the rumble, but it'd be a fun segment to watch with our truth in the final few guys at the rumble. And just, it's just something to think about. Just something to think about. I, I would absolutely love it. All right, I think we're going to stop it there, guys. A little bit shorter than normal. I just wanted to pop on here and give my thoughts on some big things going on. Obviously, Raw is tomorrow night. We'll be back with Anthony DeMarco tomorrow night. Consider going ad-free as we have a lot of tons and tons of content. Seven shows a week that we pump out for you ad-free, plus a free bonus one for those of you that are on the the SmackDown tier or NXT tier and above on Patreon. You have a free, uh, well, not free, but you have an extra show that is given to you every single week for uh, for you guys. It's the adult version, kind of the R-rated version of the show. It's called After Dark. That's also available to you on Apple Podcasts and also available uh, to those of you who are on, uh, on, on Patreon, as I said. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow night with Anthony DeMarco. We'll get things back in a normal pattern tomorrow night. But uh, enjoy Raw, and I'll talk to you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the WWE Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a show or head to wwepodcast.com. And for all of these shows ad-free, head over to patreon.com slash WWE Podcast. Until then, we'll see you next time.